Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I have a heartbeat. Still got the pulse. That's good. That's good. Bottom baseline thing, you know. That's good. Can't do anything without that. You you already said you won't let me drag you up here after you're dead, so. Yes, that's true. We got you for now. All right, so Memorial Day was last week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, everyone got the day off. Right. Well, Actually, I was very taken with Memorial Day. Yeah? That the whole nation took a holiday for my birthday. Yeah. Yep, that's what it was. When I was young, it was interesting because we would always make the cemetery circuit first yep. on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So we went all, all the different cemeteries before we went to grandma's house and had ice cream and cake. Sure. So that's, that's my memories. Of mm-hmm. Memorial days of the past. Yeah. I was, uh, I was intending on, you know, dragging Charlie to, cause my, my parents, they go, you know, to the cemeteries where they have relatives that, you know, were, I don't think there's anyone who was lost during the war, but a lot of them served, right? Mm-hmm. Um, including my grandpa Carlson, he was in World War II, and so was my grandpa Stout, World War II. And um, which, if anyone wants to want some really cool books about the stories from this area, like people, like written stories that they have from their time in the service, um, let us know. There's a book uh, about that. There's two of them written so by Westchester. Larry Cuddyback. Not necessarily from Westchester. There are people that were, there are Westchesterians. Westchesterians. I like that. Hmm. That sounds kind of like a horse. Really I don't know. makes you want to move to town. Yeah, it sure does. Um, <laughs> so not necessarily people from here, but people in surrounding areas, relatives, centraled right here. But mm-hmm. Larry Cuddyback and his daughter, um, Cheyenne, wrote these books. Cool. And their stories, and some of them are... I mean, I mean, I still remember them because they were so crazy and hard and, oh, yeah. yeah. I like that stuff. So Well, Larry told me a synopsis of one of those, uh, of his grandfather, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. They are heroic and... Yes. And uh, basically, a lot of faith in the foxholes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, my my one of my stories my grandpa had was um, so he got out of the initial draft because he was going to college at MIT to be an engineer, I believe, okay. um, or or maybe it was a Boston Technical School, something like that. And but then he entered in and he was the mechanic engineer on ships. And there was one time where he was, um, they, they, you know, they have drills all the time, you know. So when they're in the ships, there's a drill, you know, oh, we got hit and everyone has to, but he's like, but I was the only person on that ship that ran things. So I never paid attention to those. So this drill starts going off and then he's like, then I'm just trying to, you know, get stuff done. I think I got some stuff fixed. There's always alarms going off and then I just can't find anyone to get any. And then he's like, well, wait a second. Then he like walks into the room where he just was and it is no longer there. He said there was a guy in there who he was talking to who was supposed to be doing this thing while he was doing this thing and it wasn't working. Gone. That guy, gone. Just talking to him. But washed, went ashore, lit, sat in foxholes. Wow. I remember him telling me that 
you know, they always tell you, don't, don't peek, right. don't get up and look. And he said, he couldn't believe how many people did that. They're like, wait till night. That's your only safety. And, uh, I can't remember how long he was in it, but crazy. Yeah. So in real life. Yes. And how much those young men had to go through the trials and tribulations that I never had to. And, and, and it's so easily forgotten. Yeah. Because in our freedom, we can get very relaxed. Yeah. And take for granted what it took to get where we're at today. Yep. And somebody was willing to put their life on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, that sacrifice, that service, the, you know, the military and wars. And I know you're men, you were Mennonite, our Mennonite pastor. So it's, you're very... Anabaptist. Okay, sure. You do not like wars. <laughs> you are uh, right. against the wars. It is against your religion if asked, right? But what does the Bible say about it? Because I know there's a there's so, a line, right? There's a line, yeah. And, and so you've got uh, Romans 13 basically saying, you know, you do, do what the commander says, what Caesar asks you to do, you do. Uh, then you've got uh, Matthew, Matthew 5, and Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. And if he asks you one mile, you go two. And you've got that context from Jesus. Uh, part of it is, so who are we serving? Yeah. And how do we serve? And uh, you, you, you talk about the world wars and how closely we could have been annexed to communism, yeah. if you will, uh, and the hard fight against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a just war? It's, it's really a complicated question. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, so what is Jesus asking us to do? And what does the kingdom of God want us to do? And what I'm beginning to get more of a handle on is, he may ask something different of me than he asks of you. Yeah. But what are you willing to give, what are we willing to give our life's energy for? Yeah. If it's for a nation, maybe we've just sold it a little short. What do you mean? Well, okay, this is land, and this is where people live. But if we're serving God, it's bigger than that. Yeah. So, is God God's purpose for both, or one or the other? And so, I, I you know, you, you listen to accounts like Corey Ten Boom, uh, go, went into a concentration camp. A lady, you know, she couldn't be fighting in the war anyway. But she did her very best effort to get as many Jews out of Germany as she possibly could. And then she was persecuted because of that faith that made her do so. Mm-hmm. And then after she was miraculously released from the, uh, the camp, the internment camp, she, years later, visits, uh, is, is uh, in a speaking engagement and the uh, guard who treated her so horribly comes up to her and she's put in a position of forgiveness. And that's a powerful testimony. Sure. That came out of a war. Yes. Where she was a victim mm-hmm. rather than a victor. I think we have to, each of us, bring the question forward 
if God is my king and Jesus is my Lord, what's the role in whatever's going on at the time? And that could say even politics. Am I supposed to run for office so that I can somehow bring a little bit more Jesus into this conversation of how we do government? The same needs to be also said that how do we then play that out? Because we're gathered as a church, we're individuals of faith, and God may ask us each to do something differently. It's really complicated then to, it is. to put into the here and now. That's why I guess I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a Mennonite, an Anabaptist. I, I consciously object to war thinking it's not our best way of doing things. And then, on the other hand, I'm realizing that I had ancestors, I do a lot of ancestry and genealogy, who actively participated in the revolution and almost every war in between, mm -hmm. then and now. Putting a life on, on the line is probably the biggest sacrifice you can do for anybody. It is. And Jesus in chapter 15, he talks about uh, putting his life on the line for his friends. Yep. There's no greater love than to give your life for someone yep. else. I think we need to, to measure our grace in a way that we realize when people sign up for the military, they often do it for the best of reasons and are willing to make that sacrifice if needed. Uh, we honor, I honor our veterans that way. That's a major sacrifice. I flip it once in a while and say, okay. Yeah, it kind of feels like maybe you're trying to... Am I willing to do that for my Jesus? Yeah. I I understand where you're coming from for sure. I uh I definitely am anti-war, opposed to war for sure. Most people are. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know anyone who wants more war, right? But to you know to say that someone should not sign up to defend their country um, for a certain reason. I think I think that's that's a that's a tough thing for me to to grapple to to understand or to or to believe because they are sacrificing or are potentially sacrificing their life and even if they don't you know die or don't have to take a life you know a lot of times you're still sacrificing so much of your mental health many years of your life years time of with life. family mm -hmm. stuff like that some of your best years to relationships back home yep. wherever you're called now i i want to be ornery because i'm pretty good at it sure so when i have encountered uh young people who i have seen have the authentic call to ministry and they would not make the sacrifice to become pastor then i say so okay would you sign up for military service, but you won't sign up for kingdom service? And I sort of, you know, so where are your loyalties? So this is someone... Where do the loyalties lie? This is someone who decided to join the military and not 
ministry? Okay, okay. Well, and some of us out altogether, excuse me, they they wouldn't do either one. Okay. <laughs> so you know, I I have to say the one who is willing to sacrifice their, for their country, I think probably would sacrifice for the Lord. Yeah. There's some that won't sacrifice for either. Hmm. And I mean, then we, I then I have to say, so what is their character made of? Sure. I mean, it's it. We certainly see it as a much greater sacrifice to give a give your life than to like give your mortal living self opposed to spending your whole life in ministry. And yeah, I guess that kind of makes uh, me you know think a little bit about that. I mean, you will be serving everyone for your entire life in ministry. Which is what we're all called to do. We're all called to that one. That doesn't come with a draft. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. Um, I think something we, we had talked about once before is, uh, what was it? Second Timothy? Or not Second Timothy. Timothy chapter 2. Um, something that I was kind of, was that what it was? This morning? Timothy chapter 2. Second two. Timothy 2, 4. Yes. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Right. And that's often talking about, I mean, that's Paul's language. Of course, he's sitting there. He's in a jail cell. Yeah. He's got a soldier next to him. Uh, so he's, he's realizing that there's a commander, and the guy who's next to him might like him a great deal. Mm -hmm. But he's taking his orders from somebody else. Right. And he isn't going to get involved with Paul, civilian affairs. Mm -hmm. He's uh, just going to do his job. Right. Because that was something I, when we had, uh, when I found that verse, because I was kind of, you know, doing some deep diving, reading some articles and stuff, uh, Christian-based stuff on, on Memorial Day. And that one came up and, that one was kind of sticky to me because I was thinking about my son, my sons, mm -hmm. and if they were decide to, you know, make that pledge to join the military and serve this country, it, you know, back in World War II, Pearl Harbor happens, and we have to defend our country. We are, you know, um, under resourced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they had they had. All the manufacturing we were doing, women took up all those jobs and had to give up, you know, family life and stuff like that right. and sending their husbands. That was one thing where it is a defense and we clearly saw that we were just defending, right? We needed to do something. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I started thinking like today when we are one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful military in the world, everyone else combined against us probably still definitely spend more than everybody but oh, yeah. you know and i was thinking about just having to follow that officer whatever he says whatever your commander says goes and it's what they want so it goes up the ladder up the ladder up the ladder how do we know that that person at the very top has the best intentions because it seems like a lot of the wars we've been getting into has just kind of been about resources, resources that we want right. that we don't have greed and that could be What's interesting in this illustration, and I think it 
fits here as well is that the person that is guarding Paul is taking his commands from above him and that's all he's responsible for. Right. And I think we don't often think of our church and our faith that way. Paul also talks about in Ephesians 5 and it's called submit one to another. And he talks about wives submitting and then husbands loving and all that. But what we don't realize is in that atmosphere, that's this same kind of language. It's align yourselves. And align yourselves in such a way that we know where the uh, marching orders are coming from. We are not aligning ourselves as Christians to get our marching orders from Jesus. I, I, I'll jump right to the... Sure. Case. Yep. We we aren't doing the spiritual work, the discernment kind of work that allows us to say, "I see Jesus calling me here," and then as a congregation, I see Jesus calling us here. We're not doing that kind of stuff. We're way too comfortable. We're sitting in our pews. Well, if we make it to church, and and. We're not doing the work that Paul was thinking about here. Yeah. What Paul is trying to do in this, especially in the Second Timothy passage, is saying, "Guys, do what you're made to do." He goes on and talks similarly. Anyone who competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking, hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I'm saying. I'm saying for the Lord will give you insight in all of this. It, it, it's, let's make sure we're getting things from God. Let's make sure we're marching for the crown. Let's uh, have a passion for what God has given us. Mm -hmm. Just like the soldier will obey his commander. We will obey Jesus. And when you get down to this question of whether I'm going to serve here or here, I will serve Christ first. Right. And if Christ calls me to be an active serviceman, I better do it. If Christ calls me to the pulpit, I better do it. In other words, our first priority is to be where Jesus calls us. And we're just hoping we are hearing the Holy Spirit right each time, aren't we? Because, I, I mean, you know, I'm sure during, you know, the country's independence, you know, there, there might have been people struggling with that question. Is this, you know, random guy who I was on the boat with actually discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying to him as what is the righteous path to go on and then leads them down a, a you know, a a war-torn path mm -hmm. to defend themselves from opposing forces. That's trickier. Because right now, we have a very structured military. Mm -hmm. But say everything falls apart. Say there's a civil war or something like that. Picking the person who is... You know, you could see that, obviously, this is going to come down to fisticuffs. Am I going to say, well, I know the Bible says to not harm anybody or do i take the leap of faith saying i see that something needs to happen and that the service is needed 
and do I get the gun and go? Right. I have found it inspiring the story of Desmond Doss, uh, who had a sincere conviction to serve his country. Mm -hmm. But because of his personal upbringing, uh, would not carry a gun. And what he did on Hacksaw Ridge yep. is amazing. And God saw him through it. And he always gave glory back to God. It always went in that direction. I uh, wonder how many soldiers we could have doing that in active service and what it would change in our military. I'm just saying. Well, if no one carried guns, we probably wouldn't have very many of them. Well, that's probably true. And, and <laughs> the story is that there were other guys carrying guns and yeah. doing what needed to be done there as well. I, it, it, it's just fascinating that God can work through. Oh, yeah. A guy who said, I'm not going to carry a gun, but I'm going to actively serve. Yeah. And uh, it even shook his commanders because <laughs> that's not the way they did things. Right. But he did. Yep. He did make a powerful witness and, and for generations yeah. made that witness. When you think about how many people um, C.S. Lewis touched, what was that book called? Uh, or or the, the one that went over like the broadcast that was pretty much the only what? thing that the... War of the Worlds? No, no, no C.S. Lewis. C.S. Um, Lewis. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hmm, only thing that's coming to my head is the abolition of man, but there was a, a broadcast reading of this, a narration of this writing of his during the war. That was like one of the only, you know, things that the soldiers could listen to because oh, okay. they were so far off. And the one of the only things that went over like the, the, the broadcast that those radios could pick up. Um, a lot of people had some problems with it, but it was well-funded and pushed out at that time. I'm sure that that wouldn't happen nowadays, but... It saved it, lives. It brought a lot of people, you know, solace before, you know, their untimely death or, or you know, changed their lives afterwards. I think that's pretty cool, too, that one person could have that impact. Well, I think we lessen the fact I mean, we convince ourselves we can't have impact. Mm -hmm. And so we don't try. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of us, this is a, here's a new phrase for you. It's called NPC, non-player character. Basically in a video game, it is the people in the background that you, you know, your main character, you know, interacts with them once or twice. And yeah. the only program they have is to do this one thing. That's all they do. Most of us, that's what we are. I mean, there's a good chance that after I die, no one's going to remember me, you know, once my kids are gone, right? Mm -hmm. And I won't have that huge impact like a C.S. Lewis or the, or the, what's his name? Hacksaw Ridge guy. Desmond Doss. Desmond Doss. We're not going to get to have that special story. But we True. all serve that purpose. But we all have a purpose. Yes. I, I believe very solid, solidly in, in a purpose. Each of us has a purpose for our lives. I, I, I think Rick Warren wrote well, we are, should have a purpose-driven life. Yeah. And uh, take time to find that purpose and, and go. Yeah. Make it real. Yeah. And, and uh, like the, uh, 
the scripture from, uh, you know, no, not don't let any foul words come from your mouth and kind of leads into the, just the gentleness of Jesus, how he was, how he was so strong with that gentleness. I think if we have that in our hearts and know that we can, you know, discern what the Holy Spirit's saying, I think that's enough just caution to whoever, whoever takes that into account has enough caution in their heart to be able to go and be that, go and fight for our country, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to point one thing out, you know, in verse 29, it says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. That's Ephesians 4. What I would nudge us to first is to go back up and say, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires to be made into a new in the attitude of your minds and to put on a new self created by, to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In other words, the product of our transformation in Christ transforms not only how we look at him, but how we look at each other and how we interact. So I think we really need to look at the transformed life that Christ gives us for all those pieces that also help us tune into his channel for him to lead us in life. It's uh, it's an allegiance thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good for today. That's a good spot. Um, I won't tell any jokes just because it was such a deeper conversation. But okay. will you pray us out and say mm-hmm. a prayer for those who have served this country so well? Yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this conversation that reminds us of how important life is. Because you gave it to us. You've purposed it in a much bigger plan than we could ever see. We do thank you, Lord, for the commitment of each and every individual whose transformed life has been given to you and whose passion has given them a life to serve. And we remember all those who have served in making this nation free, giving of themselves, so that we can enjoy what we're enjoying today, even this broadcast. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to guide us as disciples to be the kind of sacrificial love or love, be sacrificial lovers like Jesus, willing to lay down our life for those we love. In the precious name of our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, check the show or the description if you're listening to this on podcast or something. Uh, join the email list and get everything a day sooner. A day sooner. The video, but that cool. is what we've got going so far. And um, and join us on Sunday morning. Yeah, please. Meet here at Westchester every week. That's right. You can get it live or on recording. That's right. And Damn. Alex is doing all that. 10:45. Well, you're doing I'm you're doing the preaching stuff. I'm just sitting in the back and Okay, move the dials. Zoom in on you well. just enough. Yep. Okay. Make sure the light looks good on you. Look lively. Yes, there's only so much you can do with light, but hey, uh, you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. May God bless. 
Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.